In the holy name of Jesus, amen. If it's a good day, perhaps 5% of the people in Europe are in church this morning. And a few more than that in church in the United States, and perhaps half of those who live in Wheaton. But why? Why do we come to church? I think it is because we have seen Jesus helping and feeding and healing and mending. And now in these days of Easter, we have seen Jesus dying and rising. And so we see Jesus the victor overcoming the things that wear us down, the things that weaken us, that shame us and guilt us and cause us pain. Having seen all of that, and knowing that Jesus can deliver us from our fears, we want some of what Jesus has. We hear a gospel like the one appointed for today from John chapter 15. And we yearn to be fruiting branches. A fuller man. A man of substance. A mattering woman. A woman of gravity. In some sense, we are here this morning because we have seen Jesus and we want a better life. But then, soon, and often suddenly, we discover here that Jesus is not who we thought he was, and that life with him is not what we thought it would be. We came to church to seek a better life, and suddenly we discover that we do not agree with Jesus on what the word better means. For us, better usually means I get my way so I can be more comfortable with myself in my world. So I can be fed and healed and mended, yes, so that I can live without fear, yes, and if Jesus can help me do that for me, then so much the better, Ra and yea for Jesus. But thinking like that neglects one of the most basic things about Jesus. One of the most basic things that Jesus came to teach us is that we are our own worst enemies. Jesus said that we are bad-hearted. Out of our hearts proceed, says Jesus, all sorts of mischief and all sorts of pain. Name them, he says, lying, evil thoughts, adultery, theft, gossip. And worse, says Jesus, you and I cannot fix our own hearts. It turns out that Mark Twain was right. Be yourself, said Twain, is the worst advice you can give a man. Now Jesus can help us with all of that. He can shake us out of being ourselves. He can draw us into being something bigger than ourselves, into being a redeemed man and a bought-back woman, into being part of a forgiven and redeemed community. He can draw us into being useful, fruitful, better than we were before, and better together all of us pulling on the same end of his rope, not our own. 
and doing more for his kingdom than we ever thought possible. The trouble, of course, is what Jesus says in the gospel for today. The trouble is to make us what he wants us to be, individually and as a community, he trims us. He trims us is a very gentle reading, a very gentle reading of John 15, chapter 2. That word is our word catharsis. And that word means demolish, destroy, and conquer before it means cleanse and purify. So now we are here, but now we are caught. We want what Jesus has, helping and feeding and healing and mending and dying but rising again, to be free of our fear and our shame and our guilt, to overcome those things that wear us down. We want what Jesus has. And yet we do not want his trimming. That trimming scares us and pains us. And any honest Christian will tell you that sometimes that trimming lays us low in spiritual darkness. That is exactly what we were trying to avoid when we first came here. And in the course of being trimmed, if the truth is told, it does not seem that life is better. So now what do we do? We are caught. I suppose this morning we should be grateful that the way before us is clear. There are only really two choices for you all and for me. We can come here and we can pretend. We can pose and duck and dodge and bob and weave every time Jesus gets close to us with his clippers. Or we can take what he gives. We can, as Jesus says in the text for today, remain in him and have his word dwell deep down in us. That is to say, we can stay put, stay here, stay near. We can stand our ground. And we can take our haircut, our trimming, our pruning, and even our pain. The first way is the way of the world, to pose and to dodge. Where better means I get my way so I can be more comfortable with me in my world, fed, healed, mended, but still I remain in charge. The second way is the way of Jesus, to have whatever God sends your way, to have it and know that better means that Jesus has control, that Jesus gets his way, so that I can be more comfortable not in my world with myself, but with him in his world. And all of you then, you too have the opportunity to be redeemed men and women of gravity, those bought back and shaken out of being ourselves individually and collectively, a forgiven, ransomed community of substance, of gravity, a community that matters useful and fruitful and better by the way that Jesus Christ and his Father define better 
that you and I are born and baptized and forgiven to pull all together on the end of his rope and not our own. Knowing that that only comes by being trimmed into something useful. Have you ever seen a vineyard in the spring? It is desolate. In the spring, there is nothing that seems hopeful about a vineyard. Almost all the vines are pruned away, and all that remains are roots and trunk and some gnarly, burly limbs. But if you squint, you will see hope. Someone, somewhere, has strung wires to guide the growth of little green fingers that will become long, vibrant vines and bear great clusters of grapes. In the spring, it looks desolate, but despite what seems, the vine dresser believes that growth and grapes will come because at the proper time, and in the proper way, he trimmed them well. In a vineyard, in the spring, everything is faith. Which is where we are right now at St. John. It is spring not only outside, but here inside as well. And we've been trimmed a bit, and now we are ready for the next thing. And all of life here is on the come. And everything is faith. Can you bear it? And do you believe it? And deep down in your belly, do you really know, do you really hold, do you really confess that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ knows what he is doing, especially as he is trimming Demolishing, destroying, conquering, cleansing, and purifying. Can you see that it is by Jesus Christ and his word and his sacrament that we are cleansed and purified and set to flourishing? Down the hall at college, there was a guy whose family owned vineyards in California. He was pretty good with a knife. He had learned that by trimming vines. The ultimate test, he said, was for those trimming the vines when they stumbled on a rattlesnake coiled up underneath one of the plants. Those who were inexperienced or not confident would back off. But the bravest and the best, those who had seen it before, would simply move down the vine and then quickly reach down and clip the head of the snake off and then keep going. The Lord has done his bit with that old snake, clipped his head with Easter resurrection. Now you yourselves and I may still have a bit of that old snake in us and we need to be trimmed. But the Lord is brave, and there is nothing in you or in me that he has not seen before. There is nothing in us beyond his ken. 
And with a word, he comes again this morning to trim us, all the evil rattling round, to trim us and raise us up and stretch us out and watch for green, for growth, for the day that we will flourish. Why do you come to church? Why are you here? Because you have seen Jesus and you know that this is the only place and the only way that you can be used for his good. Individually and collectively, you have seen Jesus and you know that this is the only place where we can be made one body in his service. This is the only place, dwelling round his word and sacrament, the only place where we can be drawn into generous giving and words of witness and acts of mercy, which will not be for ourselves, but for him and his kingdom. All done, as Jesus says in verse 8, for the glory of the Father. That is what lies before you today. That is what lies before you now with his word, and in that font, and on that altar. That is what lies before you, happy to remove all of what ails you, and then send you on to something better. Helping and feeding and healing and mending and dying, but rising with Jesus Christ the victor, overcoming the things that shame you and guilt you and bring you fear. It is something we could never do ourselves. It is something glorious when it is not only done to us, but all of us collectively. And it is all gift, and it is all gospel, and it is all here for us today. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.